answer me? Second, or will he answer Jesus first? He looks at me through Christ. I really thank God it's a great day to be alive. This is Yang Okutiang, and I thank you for that, this opportunity to be able to come into your space to share the good news with you. Really, really so glad. And uh, I trust and I believe you've been experiencing the goodness of God in your life, as uh, I have been and different ones as well have been. Praise the Lord. And uh, I want to draw your attention once again to our website, www faithimpactmeans.org. Go, go, go over there. And there are all kinds of uh, really invaluable materials uh, you can avail yourself of over there on our website. And of course, I'd like to let you know, please, uh, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, shoot me a note, uh, you know, let me hear from you. I really appreciate that. And also, kindly share this message far and wide. We really do appreciate that. Yes, like we normally, normally say, it's a great day to be alive, you know. Thank God our Father is the Ancient of Days. And uh, as long as we, we are in Him and keep living by His Word, what He has for us is good. The Bible says, the thoughts that He has towards us are thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give us a future and a hope. And we're going to be looking at something that every one of us should be involved in at this time. Not just this time, continually all the days of our lives. And it's the season. It's the time of thanksgiving and praise. You know, thanksgiving and praise or giving thanks to the Lord. So giving thanks to the Lord should not be an occasional thing. It should be something we do regularly. In fact, let me begin here by reading to us from Psalm 113. Psalm 113, and I'm sure you, knows, you, you know this uh, uh, portion of the scriptures. But let me read from verse 2. Blessed be the name of the Lord from the time forth and forevermore. Then verse 3, it says, From the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. From the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. So what are we supposed to be doing? Praising the Lord's name giving thanks to the Lord. Hallelujah. I also want to go ahead and read here, uh, you know, another portion of scripture, and that's Psalm 34. Psalm 34 here. Let me read here. I'm going to touch on different scriptures here. And uh, it's just so good for us to see what the Bible says here concerning giving thanks to the Lord and praising Him. It says, I'll bless the Lord at all times. How often? all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise. Do you realize the praise or even the breath that you and I have? He gave the breath to you. He gave life to us. So the psalmist is saying, I'll bless the Lord how often at all times. You know, there should be no day that passes that we don't have a portion in there or a significant time in there that we're giving thanks or praising the Lord. Hallelujah. It says, His praise shall continually, not occasionally, be in my mouth. Well, is that your story? Well, if it's not, then you can change it. Begin changing it right away. Then it says, My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. I love that. You know that our boast is in the Lord. Well, men may say you cannot do this. Your background may limit you naturally from being able to achieve some things. But you know what? The Bible says he, God is the one that lifts up even servants and causes them to sit with princes. That's our God. 
with our God, there are no limits. He says, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Praise the name of the Lord. This is something you and I should be involved in on a regular, consistent basis. Notice he gave you the breath that you have. And by the same token, for that breath, we should be thanking him. Hallelujah. In Psalm 50, verse 23 says, Whoso offered praise, glorified him, and he who, on, who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. So whoever offers praise glorifies the Lord, and to him who orders his conduct, or like King James says, his conversation aright, will show the salvation of the Lord. Praise God. And those such rich and daring verses of Scripture. Let's go ahead and read here from Hebrews. Like I said, it's the time to give thanks. Are you giving thanks? Should you be giving thanks? Hallelujah. Right here in in Hebrews 13 from verse 15, it says, Therefore, let us go forth to him. King James says, by him. We're talking about him, Jesus, our great high priest. Let us go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For we have no continuing, we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. Therefore now, verse 15, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. How often? Continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Then he says, but, to, but do not forget and to share. In other words, giving for with such sacrifices. So in other words, God even encourages us to give sacrificially or our giving is a sacrifice. And he says, with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Praise the name of the Lord. Did you see there that he calls your praise, giving thanks to his name? So when we're praising God, we're giving him thanks. We should continue. This should be, you see, there are different types of prayers the Bible talks about. And the prayer of thanksgiving is an essential prayer that we, you and I should be praying regularly and continually. Giving thanks. Thanking him for health. Thanking him that you woke up. Thanking him to be able to eat. Do you realize eating is something people take for granted? And being able to sleep <laughs> and wake up and to sleep and to have a good night's rest. We say, well, I don't really sleep well. Well, thank God for that good night's rest. And by thanking God, the Bible just told, told us here, he said, giving thanks, hallelujah, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to him. And it says, this aspect of giving thanks or praising him is it tells us is a sacrifice to God that God is well pleased with. So if God is well pleased with it, that means faith is in it. So even though you're not sleeping well, presently, you can begin to thank him for good sleep because the Bible says he gives his beloved sleep and you are his beloved. Glory to God. Right here in Colossians 1, Colossians 1, we're familiar with this Holy Ghost prayer, I believe you are. 
This is the Holy Ghost, you know, inspiring Paul and giving him these words. This, this covers the need of every believer, you know, to grow up, to mature and be who they are supposed to be in Christ. That prayer or what it takes is contained in this prayer right here. But look, look at it here. Verse 9, Colossians 1. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering, with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. To be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. What do we do? See, you and I should be thanking God for what he did for us by sending his son Jesus to die for us. And not just that, what he's done for us and that we have an inheritance today that's already provided for us. And in that inheritance, all of our needs, whatever the needs are right now, are met. All of our needs are met. Giving thanks who has made us right there partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. That's good news. That is exciting. Glory be to God. Let's go ahead also and look here in Philippians. You know, we say, what are we supposed to thanking God for? First of all, we thank God for what he's done for us, who he is and what he's done for us, and who he is to our lives. And then, there's so much God has done for us. In fact, I don't even, you know, every day you wake up, you're able to go out and come in. You're able to eat. You're able to sleep. You've got money. You've got provision. You've got supplies. You've got children. You're sane and sound. You've got a family. You're healthy. You know, I think I was looking at a, a statistics the other day, or I think I was listening to it or so. And it said, if you have a place to sleep, and you have money in the bank, and you can you, you can get up and go out and come back and have a safe place to sleep, you are much more successful, I think, than, than about 80% of the people on the face of the earth. Think about it. You have money in the bank, you have a place to sleep, you have, a, you know, all of these things that we take for granted. You're way better off than 80% of the world. That's a great cause to give thanks. Hallelujah. That's a great cause to give thanks. That you have health, you've got strength, you've got provision, you've got supplies, you've got your children healthy. Well, let me say, well, some of them are not healthy. Well, thank God our Father is the healer. Even if there's sickness in your situation, you can begin to thank God, not for the sickness, because he's not the author of sickness and disease, but thanking him that healing is made for you. You know something? If people get enthralled and enthused with giving thanks and being focused on who God is and what God has done and can do, you know, our needs will be eradicated. Our needs, your needs, will be eradicated. So the problem is we pray for some things and we wait and we don't see any change. And then we conclude nothing is happening. Think about it. Abraham, the father of faith, prayed, started praying and believing God 25 years before he saw the fulfillment of the promise concerning Isaac. The Bible says the father of faith. His faith did not work instant, instantaneously. It didn't. But the Bible calls him the father of faith. 
Isn't that something? If I ever so I think if I so much I think about it, look at the Lord Jesus Himself. While he was down here carrying out his earthly ministry, his own immediate family, his siblings, didn't believe him. They didn't. It was even after he died, they came and received him. See how James refers to him as his Lord. See how, how Jude, these are the Lord's brothers. James, the head of the church in Jerusalem, referring to Jesus as his Lord. Jude referring to Jesus as his Lord. Not, oh, my dear brother, not just with such, uh, you know, casualty or anything, with such reverence. But I bet you, the Lord Jesus himself, he, he, he believed for his parents, you know, for his siblings to come to know him. Isn't that something? Hallelujah. So for whatever you've been praying about that you've not seen results yet, instead of persisting in praying and praying and praying, go ahead and switch to giving of thanks. Get enthralled and enthused with giving of thanks and let that consume you. Hallelujah. That's really putting the deal, putting that whole situation in the hands of God. Don't just ignore it. Listen, ignoring it is not the answer. But every time, you know, put it in your routine. Maybe when you're sitting, because you eat every, every day, you sit down to eat after praying over your meal, go ahead and thank God. Oh, I thank you, Lord, for so-and-so. I thank you, Lord, for, you know, we're believing God for the blessing of the womb. Thank you, Lord, for making that provision. We're believing God for our home or for this being paid. Thank God for it. Do that consistently. Hallelujah. Don't forget, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name shall be praised. Let, let me read here right now, Philippians 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. Isn't that something? That's good news. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It says, be anxious for nothing. King James says, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, you see, you've prayed about that thing, you've not seen the answer. Well, a way to remind the Lord about it is in thanksgiving, not in continually making that request. That would be vain repetition. And Jesus told us not to do that. But in thanksgiving, you're putting yourself in that place of faith and really declaring, I believe I receive. It says, with supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request. So by that means of thanksgiving, you're making your request known to God. So the Bible says for us to put him in remembrance. That's an effective way we're doing that. And then it says, and listen here, known to God, and the peace of God, by soul understanding, shall keep guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That is so exciting. Now, I want us to come here. There is a story here I just find very interesting. Right here in Luke 17. And I'm sure you're familiar with the story. Luke 17. This is quite an interesting story here. And Jesus dealt with this situation. Uh, right here, in, uh, from verse 11, this is the story of the ten lepers. 
So then it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers. These people were lepers. According to the law, they could not mingle with people in the society. So who stood afar off and they lifted up their voices and said to Jesus, and, uh, and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. That's, that's all they said. Have mercy on us. You know, I love, I love when I read stories like this. The Bible says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priests. Yeah, you see, they made their request, have mercy upon us. That's all. That request conveyed a lot. You know, most times when we think of mercy, we think of maybe forgiveness of sins, something like that. And yet, that is a mercy of God. However, we see here, in the case of this book, healing is a mercy. Every need that God meets in your life, God blessing your children, blessing your family, you know, blessing you on the job, providing you with a home or whatever it is, it's a mercy. All of those are mercies of God. This people called out, Jesus, have mercy upon us. But doesn't the Bible say Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? How about if you were to ask the Lord today? I want you to just stop and think. You were to do the same thing this lepers did and called on the Lord. Lord, have mercy upon me. What would the Lord do? Listen, since Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, he will respond to you the same way he responded to these lepers. We don't have any record anywhere of anybody who came to Jesus and Jesus turned them away empty, who truly came sincerely. None. For us to say otherwise would be to, add, to be adding to the scriptures. That's what that would be. They said, have mercy upon us. But listen here. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priests. He said, the term, go show yourself to the priests, they only go to show themselves. See, according to what the, the scriptures told us in the law, that is in, in, what we have in uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, we have this written right there in Leviticus as well as uh, right there in Leviticus. It tells us they are only to go to the priests. The leper is only supposed to go to the priest. When he has been healed, he's seen signs that he's been healed. Now, these people are still leprous. And the master says, go show yourself to the priest. You know, without questioning, they headed in that direction. They headed in that direction. Bible says, so it was as they went. Ooh, hallelujah. How about if they didn't go? How about if they stayed back and began to question? I mean, they had not seen any changes. But the Bible says, as they went, why did they go to show themselves to the priest? Because they believed what Jesus said. And they knew what the Lord said. The law, the law says, you go to show the, to the priest when you already have signs and you can see that you're healed. Yet they were not healed and they headed in the direction of the priest's house. And the Bible says, as they went... They were cleansed. They were cleansed. See, many times, the times when we speak to the Lord like that, 
petition the Lord, we follow it up with action, whatever he tells us. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned. And with a loud voice, I love that. With a loud voice, glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet. Oh my goodness. Giving him thanks. And it was a Samaritan. He saw, I'm healed already. Oh, he, what did he do? He went back. He went back to give thanks. Think about it. There is no human being on the face of the earth that's alive today that has not seen the mercy of God in one way or the other. None. Even those who are dead, they've seen the mercy of God one way or the other. And when this leper, a Samaritan, saw that he had been cleansed, he returned and went to the master with a loud voice. Oh, yeah. Why would he, why was he with a loud voice? To show you how grateful he was and how he was so overwhelmed by the mercy of God. Loud voice and it went prostrate with his face to the ground. You know, it's okay. You can do that on your own. You can do that ever so often. Go prostrate to the ground. It's part of divine protocol in giving thanks and worship. Yeah, there are times we can lift up our hands, but there are times the Spirit will prompt you in your heart. Now, go down in your face. Go down and give Him thanks. The Bible says He was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Were there not found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. That is so awesome. It was the only one that the master says, Your faith has made you well. He came back to give thanks. That sounds to me, he's saying to him, What you got, you get to keep, and you keep it. Hallelujah. This thing is gone and gone for good. Dear friend, it's really a great day to be alive. Make this week a season to give thanks about all the things you can remember. Thank God for His mercies and thank God for what you're expecting Him to do in your life. Share some with us. We sure love to hear from you. Please share this message. Be a blessing and we'd love to hear from you. God bless you.